0: There are some times when the preacher does his due diligence and prepares the most perfect story. Aha, I found the perfect one for Stewardship Sunday. And then the spirit of the congregation changes it in an instant. I feel like I could take a knife and cut through the gratitude and joy of this place this morning, even though it is mixed with some tears. And it has reminded me of a story that is has everything to do with Stewardship Sunday, but also has nothing to do with Stewardship Sunday. It's a story I've told to some groups in small circles before. It's the story of my first time at a Unitarian Universalist congregation. I'll try not to cry during it. (laughs) (laughs) But hearing people share their own stories reminds me of my story, and some of you might remember this. I remember that my best friend in high school Had previously invited us, and we, you know, I had just come out to him as an LGBT youth, right? And that was very hard, even in the early 2000s. And I know some of you are like, well, I came out in the 70s, it was even harder. Oh, yeah, it still is hard today for many people. And he said, You need to come to my church, you will find the place that you need. You'll remember in the late 90s and early 2000s, there were not many churches that were opening open and affirming to LGBT people uh, nationwide, if not worldwide. And I remember driving up to that church and seeing the little simple English stone building, a beautiful building, very simple, rumored to be an early Frank Lloyd Wright project when he was an apprentice, though his name was never attached to the designs. But you could see early Frank Lloyd Wright in it. And you walked up into the place, and it bursted open with this warm wood, much like this place does every single Sunday. It was very simply adorned, a tree of life sculpture, white leaves spread across the backdrop. Oh, this is feeling familiar. (laughs) And you sat down in these rickety old chairs. They still have the same chairs. They've had them for at least 70 years now. That's another story entirely about the chairs of that church, and many of you have heard that as well. And I didn't know what to expect. We're sitting there in this brand new tradition. My family comes from an Anglican and Catholic background. We're used to incense. We're used to, please now rise as we recite the Nicene Creed. We're used to going into the single file line to get our Eucharist and maybe a little bit of wine if the priest is in a good mood. (sighs) I know some dioceses don't give you wine, and really it's up to the priest. How does he feel in that morning? (laughs) Didn't know what to expect in that setting, even though I had felt what it was to be a part of different faith communities before. And the service started with a hymn after the welcome from a board member, much like it does here. There was lighting this thing called a chalice, just like there. A simple little flame. There was the reading, and then the sermon, In that sermon that day, the minister, my dear mentor, the Reverend Ed Searle, and several members of the congregation shared reflections because on that day before the dawn of the new millennium, that congregation was becoming a welcoming congregation, which was open and accepting to LGBTQ plus persons. They had done years of study, years of... Uh, uh, intentionally focusing on this issue of sharing their concerns of figuring out what this will mean for a church to take that kind of a stand in a more conservative suburb outside of Chicago but they did it anyway and in the middle of the sermon baskets started getting passed throughout the aisles and in those baskets was the simplest of things a little rainbow ribbon I made sure I got one of those ribbons. And it's a ribbon that I still carry with me all the time. That simple ribbon was the moment in that congregation, in that church, where I was forever a Unitarian Universalist. Where I would give my life to the faith. Well, well, I am. Where I said, yes, I believe in these principles, I believe in this community, I believe in the support I have found here, even though not a single person in that room knew they were giving support to a worried LGBT youth. They were, in that moment. And I still carry that ribbon, I'm not joking. Stoles have pockets, it's really cool. Who knows what I keep in here? This is the exact ribbon from that moment, that service in the late 1990s. If everything were to burn down in my home or my office, there would be many things I would miss. But this is one of the things I would miss the most. Which is really weird to say, because if you've ever been to a Pride event, you leave covered in ribbons. If you've been to a UU church, you sometimes leave covered in ribbons. But this was the first one, fraying at the edges, still has the little pin attached. This is the moment I became a Unitarian Universalist. It is the moment that I decided that no matter what, this free faith was my faith, and I was going to ensure its success and thriving and continued survival in this world. Now, I share this story with you because it really is my story. (laughs) And I want us all to reflect on what our stories are. You heard some just a few moments ago. But what is your story where you had your rainbow ribbon moment, where you said, yes, this is the place, this is the church I want to belong to? Even if you've never belonged to a church, or you used to belong to a synagogue or a temple and thought you would never be a part of a church, what is that single moment where the floodgates opened and you realized, yes, this free faith is my faith, and I will participate in it? These stories are important for us all to remember because Unitarian Universalism, uh, we always joke that we don't have just one book of scripture, we have every book. (laughs) We have the dime romance novel because sometimes there's some good lines in there and we have the Holy Bible and the Quran. We'll lift up anything and read it from the pulpit. But the reality is the real scripture of Unitarian Universalism is your stories. Your moments where you said yes to Unitarian Universalism. That is the real scripture of this living tradition. It's telling our stories. It's remembering those stories. It's letting them well up and feeling joy or sadness, bittersweetness, whatever that was, and saying yes again and again and again. I want us to remember these stories because it is Stewardship Sunday. It is Canvas Sunday, Money Sunday. It's the Sunday some people go, oh, the preacher's gonna talk about money and he will not stop. It's the one Sunday where ministers always go, I know at least one person is going to go, all you ever do is talk about money. (laughs) But we do need to talk about it. But I don't want to just focus on money, the word itself. I want to focus on those moments where we said yes to supporting this congregation, to supporting Unitarian Universalism, to supporting a free faith even in 2019 where there are faiths that are not free, I always joke up and down the road (laughs) that there are faiths that are not free. There are churches up and down this road that won't talk to me because I'm an LGBT, sometimes atheist, sometimes not minister. There are churches up and down this road that would not honor your worth and dignity and who you are. But I want us to celebrate what we do find here the good and the right. And I think at the end of the day, it isn't just about remembering those stories, it's about remembering the soul of this community. Now, some folks are going, what does a UU minister mean by soul? I don't mean Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't mean some ethereal thing that's floating out there. I remember, that. what I mean is that feeling. That feeling where you did indeed say yes. Where you did remember that our values meant something to you to keep coming back day after day after day. That the seven principles, that the six sources, that whatever our covenant of right relationships, whatever you hear from Emerson, Thoreau, Maya Angelou, whoever we're reading, whatever songs we're singing, whatever beautiful songs our musicians are giving us every single Sunday, the gifts that our worship associates give us with their voices and their talents, the gifts that every single one of you contribute to this community, The soul of this community are those things, real and present and here. It's what brings this place alive week after week. I believe Stewardship Sunday is indeed more than money, it's about remembering why we're here in the first place. And there's a lot of questions for us to discern why we're even here. Why do we come to this church? But those questions are something that we need to embody and live day after day. We don't know where we're going, but we still need to ask the questions. There's a recent article in one of the UU World magazines that members get, so if you haven't gotten it yet, you'll get it soon if you just joined, I promise. Uh, UU World, the denominational magazine that's sent out to Unitarian Universalists, and there's a recent article that said, Unitarian Universalism is growing. We had a net membership of ten nationwide. And then someone at the UUA whose name I'm forgetting, um, I think it was Carrie McDonald, went on to say, essentially, this is a make or break moment for Unitarian Universalism. We are finally deciding if we're going to live out our values of justice and equality and inclusion and diversity, and not just agree with them intellectually but do something about it, in the community and in the world. And it is a make-or-break moment because you may have noticed the religious landscape is constantly changing in the Western world. There are Protestant churches that should not be around anymore, but they have somehow survived. They're going bankrupt. Their churches are closing. They're holding on for dear life. And it is finally starting to visit upon Unitarian Universalism. And I don't say that for us to be scared, to circle the wagons and guard what we have. It's an opportunity for us to live more deeply into our values, to live more deeply into those stories that said, yes, this free faith is mine. This make-or-break moment is visiting upon Unitarian Universalism. I've shared this with some of you throughout the past week, but a lot of our smaller congregations, some of them are thriving. And the reason for their thriving is because they have found their voice. They have found the reason that they need to be there week after week. They have done the work of vision and mission, and they are living it day after day. And yet there are still some smaller churches that are not thriving. There's some that have closed their doors 10 years ago because they're afraid, because they don't want to talk about the unknown future. And I truly believe that one day that reckoning, it may be already, is going to visit upon churches this size, our mid-sized churches, that moment where we either say, this is who we are and we are taking it with us or we can rally the wagons and be afraid and be irrelevant. That's really what it is about. I know we have a long name, 11 syllables long, and some people are like, what, oh, God, Unitarian Universalism. Some of you say, you know, Unity Universalism, Universal Unity. It gets, it gets confusing, but it truly is about remembering that soul again that moment, that rainbow-ribbon moment for each and every one of you. That is what will make us relevant today and tomorrow, is remembering why we are here again and again. And we need to ask ourselves several questions as we start to look. You know, we have these lovely yellow pledge cards that are asking you what you're going to pledge for the year. Uh, We collect every Sunday. We're always asking for volunteers. We're trying to figure out what you want to do for this community. That's the right question for us to be asking. But the real questions that we need to hold as a community is, why do we choose this place? Who do we serve? What are we going to do about it? Those are the main questions we need to be asking. Now, the first one we've started talking about, that, why did we choose this place? We all have our own stories. But the next one, who do we serve? That's a huge question. Do you serve me, the minister? No, that's not how we function, though I am a UU and this will always be my home. Do we just serve those people that have stumbled upon this congregation this Sunday morning? Well, yeah, but who else do we serve? We serve every single person that has never found a safe place within their congregations or their faith tradition. They might not be here in this moment, but we serve them. We serve every LGBTQ-questioning person who is afraid to come out in central Kentucky because there are many teens in Kentucky that are afraid to come out. My husband and I were recently talking with a foster agency about fostering or adopting. And what we learned is that the majority of teens that are adoptable and have no homes are LGBT in Kentucky. We serve those populations as well. When we say we're committed to diversity and inclusion, we serve everybody that doesn't look like us and everybody that does look like us. And it's not about going there and having them educate us, it's about showing up and saying, what can we do? How can we be of service? How can our values make an impact in this moment? And that final question of what are we going to do about it? Are we relevant today and tomorrow? and at the days ahead? That's a question that you all need to answer. Sometimes we look to ministers for the answers, but you, you ministers, don't always have the answers. We're good at questions. (laughs) The challenge for all of you today and in every day from here on out is first, tell your story. Why are you here? Why have you said yes? But also, how are we going to be relevant today and tomorrow as well? And so now is the moment for us to make our commitments. Many of you have these lovely little yellow cards. I have mine already filled out, which I forgot to do last year, and our stewardship chair was eager to grab. (laughs) And we have many extra yellow cards. The theme for this Stewardship Sunday, uh, Stewardship Season, is for this we live. From you I receive, to you I give. Together we share, and from this we live. What do we live for? What will we continue to live for? Your gifts will now be gratefully received.